0: It's all about the experience for them. We want to create a great experience for them. Um, We want to create a Disneyland experience for our client. That's what I'm there to do. I'm there to take care of them. I want to focus on them when I'm there. I want to get everything else out of my mind. I'm there for that client. I'm there to take care of them. We are going to find problems. I mean, that's part of our our job. if I do find any issues or concerns at already if I bring it up to you and, and uh, present you with some opportunities to get it to get it corrected.
1: Welcome to the Waste No Day Podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian
2: Burton and Nate Minnick.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. I'm your host, Nate. I'm Brian. And we are kicking off this part two of our week with a special interview we have our guest today Steve Allwine he's a service technician with one hour heating and air conditioning in Lancaster, Pennsylvania and we're excited to have him on around our topic the excellent air conditioner maintenance so really looking to dig in today with uh, some of his expertise not only in kind of uh, what he does as far as the process but also Uh, Some of the conversation and and the uh, customer interaction that he has as well So really excited to have him on and we'll look forward to introducing him now. Welcome, Steve
0: Yeah, thank you. Look forward to it.
1: Awesome. Hey, well, we want to we want to kind of get to know you a little bit here And so let's start off with some basic stuff Steve How did you get into the trades and how did you find yourself here with us?
0: Uh, Well, can I go back
1: a little further? Sure, man. Um, I mean, you want to start at the birth? Like, uh, came out with a pair of gauges in your hand, or what? <laughs> if you want to talk uh, about
2: dinosaurs, go for it, bro.
0: Just growing up, um, I was raised in a Christian home, and my dad always taught us to to work hard, provide for our family, uh, put food on the table. I mean, that's just the way I was raised. Work with our hands. Um, like some of the other ones I heard here, they we had a workshop at home, a wood shop, which I grew up with, so I learned to work with my hands, and I really enjoy working with my hands. Um, a friend from church years ago got me into, he did remodeling work, and that was my first real career job. Um, I got into remodeling, uh, framing, uh, just working with, uh, in homes altogether. We actually remodeled an entire home with him as I, when I was a teenager, stripped it completely down. We, uh, down to the studs, so I got to go that experience that whole thing. Um, we, we did the plumbing, we did the electrical, we did the framing on it, we did all the finish work, and he taught me a lot of things. Uh, uh, and I learned a lot from him, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, I did that for probably six years of after schooling, after I got out of high school, I probably did that for six years or so. And then I actually got introduced to the modular end homes. Uh, I got into setting modular homes and mobile homes, which was probably something I should have never told this company when I started here because <laughs> now it's rolled over like when we get work on mobile homes. Uh, Steve's the one that goes to that mobile home, gets to crawl underneath again, and I thought I was getting out of that work. That was my goal.
1: Are you so used to it though, Steve? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I I was in the modular home end for 11 years of my life. I was actually a foreman there. I ran a crew for about eight of those years. And uh, I really got to interact with customers and clients. We were in, obviously we were setting a brand new home for them, so this was exciting for them. And it was exciting for me. I got to interact with them. I got to, uh, which I enjoy. I enjoy dealing with people. I enjoy getting in homes. I enjoy uh, giving them a good experience. And it's just fulfilling to me to and again growing up like that that's what our dad taught us my dad always taught me put others first um care about others have respect for others and i just i rolled that over to my own family my own children and i feel that's where i'm at today we do service work here at one hour and i see myself as a if i can say i see myself as a servant i like to serve others i like to do service work i like to to please others and i like to develop relationships and friendships but i started here at roars um uh, that was a little bit different. Uh, I go to church with the owner, Scott Rohr, and uh, he actually approached me one Sunday afternoon at a church service. He asked me if I'd be interested in doing getting into heating and air conditioning and doing service work. And it's like, um, I don't know. I have zero experience in that. Um, but at the time, I was actually searching and looking because we did long hours, a lot of... Uh, I would get up at two thirty in the morning to. We would go to New York. We would go to Virginia. We would do the West Virginia. We went all over the place to set homes, and I just missed a lot of family activity, church activity, and uh, I was looking for something different. Wasn't really searching hard, but this was like a God sent thing to me that He approached me. But He just said, "Hey, come, come ride with some of our technicians and just just see once what uh, how you like it." So that's what I did. And, uh, here I am. I ended up, uh, doing it. I had zero experience. Um, the Roar company actually sent me through a, an apprentice training program, which now we do in-house. But at that time I went to Little Rock, Arkansas, which they were great down there. They taught me a lot. That's where I learned to work with, you know, the equipment. We, we had classroom training and then we did actual hands-on work and, uh, yeah, they, they they taught me a lot down there. We got our, That's how I got my license down there, which now we do that on in-house training here, here at Roar. So I was really thankful for that apprenticeship program. That's what got me started. Um, and when I got back from that training, I actually flew in. My last training I was out there, I flew in on a Sunday afternoon. And Monday morning, they threw me in a truck and said, you're going out and doing service work, <laughs>
1: maintenance. Sink or swim, buddy. So,
0: yeah, I don't think we quite throw them in that quick anymore. But, yeah, that, uh, I got my feet wet right away. And it was a little, uh, a little nerve-wracking, but I, uh, that's how I learned. Um, I, I, I was thrown right into it. Uh, I did, you can ask Matt Buckwater the other partner here in ownership. Um, I was ready to give it up a few different times. (laughs) I almost didn't stay here with, with one hour. And I thought, well, this isn't the field for me. This isn't quite what I am. I can do. We were going through a lot of changes at the, at time with the iPads and with different techniques here at work and our, our service program, we, we were using a third party at that time or starting to use a third party. So it was, it was a lot for me and, and the, uh, The owners were really, I would go to them several times and tell them my concerns and tell them, I don't know if I can do this. And they would encourage me. They would give me, you know, encourage me to keep going and you can do it. And yeah, here I am. I'm here eight years and still doing service work.
1: Yeah, that's great, Steve. And uh, eight years, I bet that's kind of flown by, right? It has. Yeah. Unreal. Well, we're excited to have you on our team and thankful to have you here on the podcast this week. We're looking to dive into the the excellent air conditioner maintenance and you certainly have a lot of experience in that and I appreciate you sharing kind of your journey there as well. I think that could be helpful to listeners who are both considering entering the field and those who are just getting started that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> and you just have to you know, you have to see it and walk through it sometimes and that's OK, uh, but let's jump into this topic here, Steve. So. Uh, tell us, what exactly is an air conditioner tune-up or a maintenance? A- and are those words interchangeable? Do they mean the same thing? Uh, yeah, an, an air conditioner tune-up or maintenance, but
0: you know, we're going through a transition now uh, with our company. I don't know. We want to be above and beyond that. Uh, we don't really look at it today as a maintenance or a uh, uh, a tune-up. We, we see it as a a maximizer service right now and a maximizer service is uh to extend useful equipment life and minimize future potential breakdowns that's our goal um our job is to find problems unfortunately i mean the client wants to know that their equipment is working at full potential um you know not only do we find the problem then but we we, uh, we provide a solution for them, and we go over them options and solutions for them, and we get their, e- their equipment. Uh, our job is to make sure their equipment is working at peak potential um, and that they're not going to have future breakdowns. They're not going to have future pains. They're not going to have uncomfort. Uh, we can go many different places there. It's to just make sure that they, are, they have peace of mind, that their equipment's going to do what it's designed to do for them.
1: Yeah. And and with that, Steve, I I like that new term, maximizer. There's certainly a lot of um, catchiness to that. And I think our techs have enjoyed the experience there and our clients are going to start enjoying that. What what exactly do you tell a client or why do you think most clients are interested in having their AC system looked at on a regular basis? Why is that important to them? It's important
0: to them because it gives them the peace of mind. Like I said, it's going to give them the peace of mind that their equipment is going to uh, work for them as they wanted to uh, it's not they're not they're going to avoid uh, future breakdowns um, discomforts um, yeah just the peace of mind that we a professional actually looked at it they they, the client doesn't know anything about how that unit operates or what it does um, or what what it's made of or what makes it work properly and it's our job to uh to train them to teach them to instruct them that you know how their system works and uh, what we can do for them to make it work at its its uh, peak performance
1: yeah and that makes a lot of sense i mean i i'm not a technician myself so you know for me the primary concern with my air conditioner is do I stay cool or not? Right. Exactly. Uh, how it actually happens or works or all that stuff doesn't really matter to me. And I would think that's where most homeowners find themselves. So with that, Steve, let's, let's dive into it. Do you find that education is a primary, um, piece of any maintenance or tune up that you're doing with a client education with a client? Absolutely. Um,
0: interaction with the client is always important. Um, right from the beginning of the call it's uh interaction and education is important with the client um and maybe i should start there like when i when i walk into a home you know i introduce myself and tell them who i am and i've been working for roars for you know the last eight years and i really appreciate and the opportunity to serve them today and to uh to take care of their, their equipment here and do their maximizer service for them. And then I ask them, do they have any, any issues or concerns or any problems at all with their system? I, I want to feel and interact with the client and find out, you know, is there anything going on that I can address or something that is really concerning them or that they're, you know maybe a, a pain for them uh, and, and hit those points. But then I, I interaction is so important with the client just to – developing a relationship and a friendship with them and and i just try to be transparent and real and just like i i knew him from from years ago they're a friend of mine i mean that's just how i i interact with clients
1: yeah and steve you kind of have that genuine personality where you know you are who you are and and you're not trying to be anything else and so i think people kind of read that on you and and can certainly appreciate that uh, for the sake of this podcast what i want to do is kind of um two things. I, I want to instill with people a process because everybody has their own process or they think they do. Sometimes their process is kind of no process at all, right? Um and, and other people are very regimented. So I want to hear about your process. And as we walk through it, I want to kind of dive into each section, you might say, to understand kind of your, your perspective on different parts of the maintenance and tune up as we go along is that fair that's fair all right so kind of jumping into it from the very beginning uh, I'm sure you have your own process your own system as to how do you go about doing things Steve what is what is like the first thing that you do like even before before you get to the call what are some things that are you are looking at as far as uh, understanding the client the needs why you're there what you're doing all of that what's your system
0: yeah, I do look in our history and I'm thankful that we have the iPads now um that we can go back and we have our notes there, our history um on that client, what we did there, what we offered them, what maybe could be some issues that are going on and just uh get to understand what I'm what I'm going into. Uh what equipment they do have, heat pump, uh AC, gas furnace, you know, boiler. Whatever it may be, that I understand what I'm going into. How many times I may have been there? Like I go back to a lot of calls, that, a lot of the same calls. Uh, I I have a lot of clients out there that I go to routinely, and uh, it, a lot of them are that. So I know exactly. Oh yeah, that's Mr. and Mrs. Uh, whoever, and and I'm I'm going back to them, and there I feel you know very comfortable. They know me, they appreciate me, they look forward to me coming into their home. Um, they actually you know, say that when I walk in the door. All right. Good morning, Steve. We're glad to have you
1: here today. Look, so yeah, it's. Yeah. And I, do you, do you find that rewarding? Absolutely. Uh, That's what, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. All right. I I like that. Okay. So before you even get to the call, you're doing kind of your research. Um, Here we have the ability to look through our clients' data as far as their history and who's been out there and what's been talked about and recommended and different notes and those types of things. So mm-hmm. that's all part of your kind of pre-call um, process, you might say. Correct. Okay, okay. all right, so, so you've done your history, now what's kind of your next step? Well, it's just
0: uh, obviously you're, the client knows you're on their way because they you when you dispatch to their job, they get a picture of you and uh, it says, that, that that you're on, you're on their way to their to their home, so uh, they're looking for you. So when you when I approach the home, you know I just I'm out of the truck right away, grab my tool bag and my my um, shoe covers, and heading towards the house with with a purpose that I'm I'm there for them. Um, and then uh, I introduce myself when I get to the home, and which most of them already know who I am, and I and I I usually say. Uh, Good morning. This is Steve. Uh, and you're Nate, correct? And yes, and uh, okay. We're here to do your maximizer service today on your AC. Um, any problems? Any issues? Any concerns? Uh, anything for me? Um, and I'm also looking around. I, the first thing I head to is, can you take me to your, uh, to your thermostat? And of course, we, we check batteries. We reset, reset the thermostat for them. Uh, filter and and service. Uh, warnings on them, and uh, I'm just looking around, looking around for things that I can relate to them with, um, interact with them with. Uh, I'm a hunter, so anybody that has mounts on the wall or, or <laughs> anything like Dead that, it, there,
1: huh?
0: I'm, I'm looking for that, and uh, I'm always complimenting them, or maybe ask about, you know, family picture, how many children do you have, and just, I like to interact with the customer and get to know them very well. It just creates a, a comfort level. Um, we understand each other that way. I'm, I'm real with them. They, they know I'm, I'm there to take care of them and just create a, a calm atmosphere.
1: Yeah, so I think we've, uh, we've done an episode on part of that before with Rachel where we talked about the upfront agreement. Uh, and it sounds like that's part of what you do there too, where you're kind of walking through what their expectations are, what your expectations are, uh, kind of your timeline and then an expected outcome. Uh, with that, Stevie, I'm curious, like how, how in detail... Do you get with what you're actually going to be doing do you do you say like i'm going to be breaking down your unit and putting on gauges and pulling everything apart or do you just kind of keep it high level do you tailor it to the person that you're talking to what does that sound like
0: yeah i i do try to feel my way through it i'm obviously they're going to answer some of my questions that i asked them right away if there's any problems or issues so right there i get to feel what you know if they have any concerns or issues um i want to know what our clients looking for and what they expect from us um i want to know that they they know they're going to be taken care of today no matter no matter what um it's all about the experience for them we want to create a great experience for them um we, we use the we use the term uh, we want to create a Disneyland experience for our client um I like that so that's what i'm there to do i i'm there to take care of them i want to focus on them when i'm there i want to get everything else out of my mind i'm there for that client i'm there to take care of them i need to focus on that client at that time and and their needs and but yeah i do i do break it down i i say well the first thing i want to take a look at is your filtration Uh, how often do you you know do you change it in between our service and then i start with that and i tell them i'm going to do some uh, go over the whole entire unit. Make sure refrigerant levels are good. Make sure everything uh, is up to operation. Uh, we go over a lot of our maximizer service actually covers 45 point checklist on what we do, and I do kind of go into that a little bit. I'm going to be checking you know for proper uh, motor draws. Make sure all the motors are working good. Capacitors, safeties, uh, refrigerant levels are good. Your temperature splits are good. That it's working. Um, at its full potential, and I ask them if I if it's okay if I can turn the water spigot on out there. I want to clean the unit up for them, make sure it's looking shiny and new again, um, and they, they appreciate all that. Um, so yeah, that's basically I I do go, that's how I go into it. Um, just I pretty much let them know everything that I'm gonna be doing, and if I find any concerns or like I said we're we're there we are going to find problems. I mean, that's part of our, our job. And, and if I do find any issues or concerns that all right if I bring it up to you and, and uh, present you with some
1: opportunities to get, it, to get it corrected. So you're asking that permission kind of up front.
0: I do ask that permission up front that way. It's not so intruding when I do find issues that it's not a surprise to them.
2: It kind of sets the expectation. It does. It's also nice because you're going to get the client um, once in a while who says, you know, when you when you go later on to bring something up, they say, Oh, your you guys are always trying to sell me something and they'll sometimes even use their own analogy of, you know, going to get their oil changed and there always needs to be something done. If you bring that up in the front, they have the opportunity to kind of, you know, throw that out there and and just uh, vent a little bit to which you say something like, um, you know that's our job. That's what we're supposed to be doing is looking for inefficiencies or anything that's not working the way it's supposed to, and and at least just show you ways that you can maximize this system or repair this system or have it running at its full capacity. Um, whether you decide to do anything with it or not is entirely up to you, and fine fine with me either way. Just so you know, going forward, and then ask again. Is it so? Is that okay that I bring it up to you? Sure, no problem. And getting it out in the front now, you're not going to have to deal with that on the back end when you're actually going to be closing um or or you know looking for for them to do business with you if you do happen to come across anything that needs upgraded or repaired
1: have you found that to be the case steve like i'm sure you come across people who who, you know when you say hey if i find anything of concern can i bring that up to you i'm sure you come across people that say oh yeah sure yeah you guys and and all this stuff like how do you address that in the field well i'm i s I come right out and say I, I don't see myself as a salesman i said
0: you paid a very good price for a maximizer, maximizer service contract here um I'm the professional's coming out to to do that for you um you want me you want me to to find you know to make sure this system's working right for you and to and to find anything that's, that may not be." working right. Um, like, again, I, I'm here to give you opportunities. Um, if I'm going to present to you what it's going to take to keep this system in top shape for you and top performance, and what you do with that is, is your decision. It's, you know, it's, it's your, I, I want you to make the decision. I don't want to force anything on you. Uh, you know, you've been with us for a long time. You've been using us for a long time. I sure hope you can trust, trust me, trust our company. We're here to take care of you.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, Steve, does does the beginning part of that call, like I'm assuming you're standing in the lobby or the foyer, you know, kind of the entryway to the home, does that sound or look any different if it's a brand new client as opposed to that repeat one that knows you by name? Well, yeah, it's, uh, I guess we got to be a little more,
0: when I'm out with a new client, I'm probably explaining a little bit more. Our company's been around for for 50 years um and just i i probably go into a little more detail what i'm gonna do um usually if it's the first time around it's usually probably because it's a service issue it's a problem and we're here to take care of that problem and i address that right up front um you know we're here to take care of the problem so let's let's find out what's going on and um, so yeah i'm probably a little more thorough with that client i'm a little more the The client that i've been going to for the last five or six years they they under, we understand each other we we know each other we know what's what they they know what i'm going to do they a lot of them ask for me to come back to them because sure we we understand each other
1: yeah okay all right so you've done your investigation on the call you arrived at the call you did kind of your introduction statement and asking some questions, some initial high level stuff, like, is the unit working okay for you? Okay, great. Is it okay if I bring up anything that is of concern? Great. Where do you go from there? You said something about the thermostat. Yeah, I head to the thermostat first. I like
0: to interact. I like to keep my client interactive with me. Um, I have them show me the thermostat and then they'll, you know, maybe they'll bring something up that was a concern there for them. Um, And then I'll invite them down to the unit. Um, I'll, I'm interacting with them throughout the whole call. Uh, I go down, I check the filter. Um, I bring it back up, I show them the filter, show them what it looks like, explain to them, and instruct them or you know how important it is to have a clean filter
1: and what it does for you know the the efficiency of your system. And what is that what does that sound like? I mean filtration I think people generally understand filters It you know, it filters things from getting into the system, but do you go more in depth on that? Like, how do you bring that up? I do because if it's a very dirty filter,
0: um, I, I often bring up, you know, we have solutions for that. We, I, I will, I'm always looking for opportunities. So I'll just set, uh, plant some seeds there. Uh, if, you know, if I could show you a filter system that would be, Uh, more efficient for your system, better for your indoor air quality, better for your health that can help you, you know, from getting sick as often or areas like that. I, you know, I just plant the seeds there that, you know, I can grow that with you later if that's something that uh, would
1: interest you. Okay. And what is, what do you think most people's response is in that scenario?
0: Um, more more often not, they're like, yeah, I would be, I'd be interested in hearing more about that.
1: Okay, so but, you're just kind of tossing the idea out there. Yep. I'm, uh, you show them their filter, I'm guessing? I do. I always show them the
0: filter, um, tell them the importance of, of that, what, how, keeping that filter clean uh, for the high efficiency of their
1: system. Right. Okay, what other ways do you con- uh, continuously have the client interact with you throughout the call? Well, everything
0: I'm doing, I, I feel I, I need to keep them involved with it. Um, if I, I'm, I'm looking for all kinds of things. We're, I guess I should walk through my, maybe my checklist. Like Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I'm checking capacitor. We have a, a manufacturer uh, data plate on the system that, that gives you specs on how everything should be working at full potential. Um, capacitor readings. Um, start capacitor, run capacitor, um, motors. So I'm always taking, you know, I'm doing a complete and thorough job on their system to make sure all these things are up to expectations and working for them. And if they're not, I'll I'll just bring it up to them as I'm I'm on my way up. I, hey, did you? Um, I just checked your capacitors down there. Um, they are working. However, there is a manufacturer spec on it where plus or minus a certain percent and and i just bring it up to them that you know it's it's not working up to full potential um maybe we, we should address that
1: okay um so after you go to the thermostat uh, where do you head next
0: i head down to the to the unit downstairs i pull the filter like i said and go over that with them um and then i just tell them i'm going to turn some air conditioning on um we're going to run the ac here we're going to get a temperature split to make sure our delta T split is good on it. Um, and then uh, yeah, we I, I I start taking all my all my readings on it. Um there's a certain delta T split that we want somewhere between 15-20 degree delta T split on the system.
1: Um so I I take that reading just to make sure everything's working properly. All right. So I understand that most systems for air conditioning would have kind of three main areas, right? You would have the thermostat, you'd have the indoor unit, and then you have the outdoor unit. Correct. Yeah. Um, Kind of, is that the way that you would also see your process working?
0: Yes. I, the indoor evaporator coil, and then we have the outdoor condenser coil.
1: Right. So when you're going from one workplace to the next, like from the thermostat area, to the indoor area, to the outdoor area, do you do you do anything to transition with a client? Do you say, "Hey, I'm going to be working outside now," or "I'm going down to your basement or your attic now"? Like, how do you kind of go from one place to the other, or do you just kind of go into autopilot mode and then come back?
0: No, like I, again, I'm uh, as I'm going from one place to the other. I usually explain to them what I'm doing. I'm going to head outside. I'm going to uh uh, hook up my gauges, check refrigerant levels and pressures for you. Check outdoor components. Um, may I use the water sprinkler outside? Is it is that I just get permission to use the water so it, we don't have no uh, potential damage or anything if something's going on there? I don't I don't want to turn their water on if it's uh, a, a leak going on after the winter or something. But yeah, I always ask permission for that, and they always know where I'm at and what I'm doing. I think it's important that the client knows what you're doing all the time, and
1: and also that you get permission um, from them. But Let me interrupt you there, Steve. Like, why, why is that important? I mean, I think I know the answer, but why is it important that they know where you are and that you've gotten permission? What does that matter?
0: Well, I always try to uh, look at the—I think of the job when I'm doing the job as if they're watching me all the time. Um, I want to do a thorough job for them. I want to do a complete job for them. That's what I'm there to do. And I, I look at it as if they're watching me all the time, maybe on a camera, looking out the window, because I want them to know that I'm doing a thorough and good job for them. Because that's the little things are what really matter to a client. Um, that's the important things. The Little things you do for them mean
1: a lot. Um, so speak to some of that, because I'm interested in hearing, like, uh, what are some of those little things that you do?
0: Uh, just a simple thing is, like, it's really not important for the outdoor, the condenser unit to look real good. Uh, we're more worried about the coil itself, the part you they can't really see. It's behind the, the, the unit's cover. Um, that's what's important, but yet it's important to them to see a clean unit, to see a clean outside. So I'll, I, I always use a detergent when I wash the unit. I use a brush, and I do a thorough cleaning on the outside of it. We sometimes throw wax on it when we're done. Um, all those little things are, are very important to the client. I mean, yeah. they see those little things. Absolutely.
1: What. Yeah, and in fact, like, it's, it's the only tangible piece of evidence that you were there that the client can see. Correct. Right? Everything else that you're doing is hidden. All the condenser parts, all of the evaporator coil parts, even the filter itself, all of that is hidden and when you go downstairs or up in the attic, the unit doesn't really look any different than it did earlier, but the outdoor unit that gets pelted with grass clippings exactly. and, and snow and sleet and hail and everything else, right? That's the piece that when they're mowing the yard, they look outside and they walk by that thing and it looks different than it did when you were, lat- or sorry, before you got there. Right. And, uh, you know, and they'll often bring that up to you, wow, you really did a great
0: a great job there. I mean, I've never seen it that clean. I really appreciate that. And I, I, again, that goes a long way. But yeah, we are looking for that. We're looking for all kinds of things like that. Um, we're going above and beyond. We're looking for uh, maybe wires that, like the thermostat wire runs from the outside to the inside. Um, it it runs along the refrigerant line. We're looking for maybe rub-throughs there where the, where the coating on it's rubbed through and could cause them potential future problems. Uh, again, the glass the grass clippings or any kind of dirt. We live in Lancaster County, so there's a lot of dirt and dust. Um, show them the importance of keeping that coil clean um, and how it affects their efficiency. We often get, we can get, we can get uh mice nests inside the unit. They can chew wires. We're always looking for things like that. Um, and I bring that up to the client. If I find something I got, obviously we got to bring that up and, 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 exp- and show it to them. Um, wow, I'm glad I had you out here. I'm glad you, you, know, you found that because that
1: would have been a, a real future problem. So when you're finding things like that or you're doing those little things, I mean, I'm not sure, I don't look at you, Steve, and say like, yeah, this guy wants to toot his own horn over here. Um, and I think there's a certain level of like annoyance that comes with, a, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. But do you find it important to kind of show the client that, hey, this was a problem, I fixed it for you? Hey, you did have some rub through on the wire here. Um, you know, I, I, we addressed that or, Hey, this, uh, this condensate drain line was not, was bowing in the middle of it. And so I straightened that out for you. No cost, you know, just kind of that little extra. Um, hey, I did something nice here for you. Uh, I'm not going to charge you for it. How do you do that? And how did you do it in such a way that you don't make the client feel like you're just kind of showing off? Uh, I do do that. I do that often, even when it comes to little
0: things like the, the, the insulation on the, on the, um, refrigerant lines, the, the suction line has an insulation on it. And sometimes that's wearing through and I'll just, I'll just replace it for him. And I, and I bring it up to him. Hey, while I was out there, I seen
1: this and I replaced it for you. Um, yeah. Like how do you, how do you bring it up in a way that's not, um, prideful, you know, not like, oh, okay. Yeah. This guy, you know, just couldn't wait to tell me all the things he did in a way that's like caring and genuine to the client that they actually feel like they got something as opposed to you're trying to leverage, you know, working something over.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just being uh, myself, being transparent, being real with them. um, I think they just see that right there. They know I'm, I'm being transparent with them and and i want to be treated I want to treat them as if I was being treated if they were in my home, and uh, I don't feel I even come across at all as as uh, uh, what's the word I want
1: you're not showboating right, yeah
0: um so yeah i I just i think the word's transparent, just
1: being real with them absolutely. All right, so kind of sticking back to your process here, you go to the thermostat, you then go to the indoor unit, you go to the outdoor unit. Is there anything else you mentioned about cleaning it really good? Is there anything else in the outdoor unit that's part of your process?
0: Um, Again, we measure, we just measure all operating parts, make sure they're up to uh, manufacturer specs. Um, Again, run capacitors, motor amps, draws. refrigerant pressures. We look for future, uh, maybe future things that could cause issues for them. Uh, we have, a, we have a, an issue, a problem with rub-throughs on a lot of our systems, wires. So we're looking down in the system for, for any potential wires that might be rubbing or touching a refrigerant line or something that is going to give them a, a problem in the future. And then we can address that. Um, sometimes it might be an extra cost for us to go down and, and do some of these repairs. And we just explained to that to them that you know, that, hey, maybe an extra cost, but we can take care of that today, and it's not going to give you a future problem, and you're going to be
1: a discomfort when it's 100 degrees and your air condition breaks down. Sure. So I'm hearing you say that OEM or kind of manufacturer spec is mm-hmm. the gold standard that you kind of take everything against. Is that right? That's correct. All right. So do you present that up front, like at the very beginning of the call and say, hey, you know, hey, Steve, today what I'm going to be doing is a, a manufacturer's once over over your system, taking a look at everything that's off spec of what it used to be. Do you bring that up up front? Do you bring it up on the back end or is that just kind of an internal measurement that you use?
0: Uh, I I do touch it up front somewhat. Um, I think it's more once I find uh I find these issues. I'll just bring it to the client's attention and say, "Hey, this is what how this should be operating. This is what the the uh, the factory specs call for." Um, again, it is working. Uh, it, you can. It's your choice whether you want to wait till it is going to quit. It's going to give you problems in the future. Do you want to wait until that happens, and then possibly lose you know air conditioning on a hundred degree day, or do you want to address it today and take care of it? and we can do that um that's that's what i'm here to do
1: all right so another thing that um can come up is the challenge of uh fear-based discussions right like oh you know in, in in the water heater world your water heater is going to leak all over and flood your entire basement uh in the ac world you know your your indoor unit is going to completely break down and the 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 mice nest is going to have a fire or whatever. Right. How do you stay away from those like exaggerated fear analogies and make real practical descriptions to a client so that they understand the, the caution that you're trying to present without feeling like, Oh, this guy's just trying to pressure me into a situation.
0: Well, no, sometimes I would, I can, you can use an analogy like uh, when you would go to 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 a doctor and you're there to maybe there you're there because of a back pain and but I think we've all heard this analogy before if if we just address that issue maybe the doctor knows that you know he sees that there's something your heart's beating irregular or something like that or something's he notices something else going on with you and and uh, he don't bring it up to you that's not doing you any favor whatsoever um because it's that's probably going to give you a future health problem, and you know you want that doctor to bring that up to you and say, "I got you know there's some other issues going on here,
1: um, so we don't have future uh, a problem there." Do you ever get anybody who's like, uh, "You know what? I'm I'm fine. It's working. I don't I don't need to hear any of this." Does anybody ever kind of just shut you down altogether?
0: Uh, I'm sure you. Yeah, we get that. Uh, <laughs> we get those that are. Um, sometimes you wonder why do they have a service plan? Uh, because there are people look at uh, a service and maintenance in different ways. There's people out there that they are very preventative. They want their equipment working top notch. They want to look for preventative problems and prevent future problems. There's others that I'm going to wait till this thing breaks down, and we'll address it then. And then that's when it gets obviously more expensive for them. Um, not as uh, uh, it's not so friendly for them. I mean, that's not something we want to happen.
1: Um, I, I like that concept there. There's proactive people and reactive people. Um, which is the harder the two customers to deal with? Yeah, the ones that
0: they're going to wait till it breaks down.
1: The reactive people. The right? reactive people,
0: yeah. The, the ones that are going to wait till it breaks down, They're 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 the hardest to deal with because... they aren't usually very happy when you show up because they got problems. And you're there, they know you're there to, it's going to cost them money. It's going. It's a pain for them. Um, it's a hurt. You're there to, You know. they know it's going to cost them money.
1: Is there anything that you can do as a technician to help a reactive customer become a proactive customer?
0: Absolutely. I, I always go into that. Um, I, I go over, I, did you ever, have you ever, consider getting on a, a maintenance and service plan uh, on this unit. Um, we, we provide an excellent service plan. I, I'm always rolling uh, new clients like this into – I get out to a lot of calls for the first time like this. that It's a breakdown, and I'm always going over that with them. Did you ever consider getting on a, a future maintenance program to prevent these things from happening that we can get out there and do? And then I just go into that with them um, – our service plan has a lot of benefits. If you would be interested in going that direction, first of all, you wouldn't have your service call fee you paid me today to get me out here on the job. Um, you're would get, you getting a different price than what we have today. Uh, you're getting a non-client, non-customer price today. Um, we can save you, each time we come out, we can save you that service call fee. Um, and we can save you from potential pains like this and breakdowns. Um, was that something that might interest you and get you on a a service plan that we can, we're, we're checking everything out for you twice a year. We're coming out here and going over your entire unit not only of that, but cleaning it and making sure it's working at its peak potential.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's helping a customer understand that we're sitting at this place now with this pain of not having AC because XYZ happened and XYZ could have been prevented potentially with a service agreement or regular routine maintenance on the system. That's correct. Yeah. All right. So we've done the thermostat. We've looked at the indoor unit. We've looked at the outdoor unit. Uh, That kind of wraps up your process as far as the actual maintenance piece, the checklist, the inspection, all of that. Now it's time to move into that client mode. So how do you begin that process and what does it sound like? Well, again, I want to, we I focus on my service. Um, I want a
0: positive experience for them because I want the client to I want the client to want our company to come back again. I want the client to have a. Uh, um, what's repetitive. I, I want them to look forward to me coming back into their home again and doing their service. Um, I want to go the extra mile for them. Uh, and again, the little things to me is what matters. They look they look to those little things. Those little things make a, every action you do makes, uh, affects your outcome of that job. Um, the experience, we want them to want us to come back. We want them to tell everyone about their experience with us, their family, their friends, their neighbors, um, which
1: creates future opportunities for us. And I think most people would agree with you on having that desire, but I think there's some out there who would be concerned that that doesn't seem to happen for them. So what is, what is the Steve Allwine magic that helps create that environment as opposed to a cold client interaction? I think just being real and interacting with them and being, uh,
0: being myself and just treating others as I would want to be treated. Um, if that makes sense, I just, again, being transparent with them, being real. Um, going above and beyond what I'm here to do. It's not. This isn't just a a job for me or a paycheck. I'm here to to serve that customer, to take care of that customer, to give them a great experience, um, to again to make sure that we're at their systems working at at peak performance, um, that they're not going to experience
1: that pain and down the road. All right. So give us a sound bite of what that sounds like. Uh, from a client's perspective, Steve, uh, share with us, you know, the conversation starter of how do you get from, hey, I'm all wrapped up here. Do you have some, do you have a minute to sit down and go over a few things? What does that sound like for you normally?
0: Yeah, I was just like, uh, okay, I, I'm I'm pretty much wrapped up here. Did you have any other current concerns or questions for me? Um, everything's working pretty decent. If I do have anything, I bring it up to them. I like, now we do have uh you know we did I did find a, a capacitor out here that is uh, that is reading weak according to to the specs. Um we can take care of that today and, and and address that. Um or if there's any uh I go into um our indoor air quality, different things like that. I I work my way into um I, I brought up earlier about the filter. Um, we have indoor air quality, we have a, what we call a micro power guard electronic filter system. Um, I, I kind of go into that with them, uh, explain to them what it can do for them, the benefits they get from it. Um, we can-
1: I wanted to, yeah, let me interrupt you there, Steve. I wanted to ask you about indoor air quality. So that's something that has been kind of a hot topic. In fact, we released a podcast a little bit ago specifically focusing on inner, indoor air quality and riches and niches in that series. Mm-hmm. And there's riches in that niche because it's, it's a very desirable market right now. Whether it's viruses or allergies or just cleanliness or whatever it is, there is a heightened awareness in the marketplace for having quality, good quality air in your home. How does that come into the conversation when you're there to do an AC maintenance, which is very mechanical in nature. And now somehow you have to shift gears and get into something that is, you know, you can't see, right? I can see a capacitor. I can see wires. I can see a fan motor. I can't see better quality air. I can't see microscopic dust and allergens. So how do you make the transition from mechanical to invisible? You might say,
0: yeah, well, we're always looking for, uh, things in the home again uh, maybe uh, tissue boxes sitting around or inhalers sitting around we helped a lot of clients that had inhalers um, uh, our products our indoor air quality products have gotten many of our clients off their inhalers um, just things like that I'm lo- always looking for things like that that I can relate to them um, how important is it to you for uh, indoor air quality nobody wants to get sick um, uh, your comfort you want to be comfortable You, don't, your sinuses your allergies um, you, um, n- nobody wants to be uncomfortable, unable to sleep at night. So we're, I'm always looking for, for areas there that I can relate with them. A lot of them I already know, like we, I have a lot of clients that got a lot of benefits for our indoor air quality over the years that we installed. I have clients that had, you know, experienced uh, nosebleeds and, and whatnot, and they don't experience that anymore since we, we, we put our products in, um. So yeah, I'm always just looking for those opportunities and trying to uh, understand uh,
1: the clients and 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 what they're experiencing. Um, but how do, like I want to know how does that come up? I mean, do you just ask the question like, "Hey, I see you have inhaler laying over there," or "Hey, I see you have like 35 tissue boxes on the counter here," or do you just bring it up like, "Hey, another thing that a lot of our clients have found to be beneficial in their home is this." Like how do you transition from capacitors into electronic air cleaners? Like, what does that statement sound like?
0: Yeah, I think I want to know what's important to them. I, 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 what is important to you as a client? Um, did you ever consider uh, upgrading to a, maybe a high-efficiency filter system um, and explain to them the what it can do for them as far as... Uh, better efficiency for their system, um, better breathing air in their home. Um, I just, I I explain a little bit into
1: the the product. Yeah, and I'm sure the the dialogue, I mean, you're not sitting in front of a client, so you're kind of playing off of things that they're saying, cues that you're picking up. And I'm sure that's all part of that process. Um, So like, do you find that you have to not have to, do you find that you do proactively mention things like filtration and indoor air quality? Or do you find that people are actually inquisitive about it and they want to know like they're asking you about it?
0: No, I'm usually trying to bring it up throughout the, the process, like showing them, showing them the filter on the way up and just planting seeds there. Um, I look for, I, I guess one of the areas I didn't hit was I, I look for Things in their system when I'm doing their service. Um, maybe we got some bacteria growth on the on the coil, um, and then I I bring that up to them on the way up and say that by the way I did find some bacteria growth on your system, um, and there's we can do, we there's things we can do to take care of that and to prevent that from happening and to kill that bacteria. Um, and then we can go into again the indoor air quality there, explaining what the UVO zone. We install a lot of the UVO zone systems. Um, it's what they use in hospitals. That's what's uh, that's, again we're dealing with the the, um, the the COVID issue right now. Very important for indoor air quality right now. So it's I bring up you know this is what they're putting in maybe what they're putting in the hospitals, what they're putting in the churches and the schools. Um, uh, what they're putting in the airlines this is all that you know there's
1: things we can do to uh to help with your indoor air quality yeah that makes a lot of sense and i think that allows people to relate to um an understanding like oh okay you know lots of people gathering in these buildings the same technology can be employed in your own home and create the same benefits all right steve so uh you you've sat down with a client after reviewing their entire system you're discussing things like variances off of OEM spec as well as product enhancements like indoor air quality or filtration is there anything else that you're bringing into the conversation to kind of wrap up your maximizer environment your maximizer offering to the client
0: uh again i just thank them for giving me the opportunity to to serve them today and to uh th- do you have any other questions or concerns for me Um, I'm happy with everything i found. Everything is looking good, except for what we addressed. Um, And then the opportunities I give them, that they gave me the approval to put a new capacitor in, or sometimes I'll go into what we can do for uh, a future to prevent future issues. Like on a system that's getting older, we, we have our extended life package. And I'll often go into that extended life package. Um, the importance of of maybe AC renew and 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 changing the oils in the system, um, or an outdoor surge protector, or a hard start kit to make the system run uh, start easier, run easier, run more efficient. And uh, and I'll go into that. Um, we can the extended life package can be very beneficial for you and and prevent future breakdowns.
1: Sure. Now, as opposed to that, I'm sure you come across uh, the occasional system that is in perfect running condition. Everything is within spec. Uh, It's beautiful. It's brand new. What does that conversation sound like when you have very, very few concerns to bring up? Is it, you know, just a, Hey, thanks. Everything's looking good to the client. Or do you still discuss things outside of that? Oh, I still discuss things um well, I often go
0: into a simple little thing like a surge protector um this is a, I explained to him this is a high efficiency system um it's got control boards on it and as you know computer control boards do not like any any interference in electricity so uh, did you ever consider putting an outdoor surge protector out there just to to protect protect that system from any power surges even when the lights flicker or any anytime we lose electricity whatsoever. It, it can affect that system and cause cause problems. So we I, I bring up uh, things like that as far as the outdoor surge protector or extended life package, period, uh, adding new oils. Oil, oil change is always important, but obviously we don't need to do that quite on a, a newer system as we do an older
1: system is more important. Sure, but, I mean, you have a, a brand new or nearly new system. You can bring up the fact, like, why don't we try to keep it this way by... Uh, creating some preventative measures to protect it from surges or, um, you know, things like that. And then in addition to that, you know, even if it is a brand new unit, you can always discuss indoor air quality and filtration because a lot of times uh, brand new units, builder grade units, those types of things are just baseline and they have no bells or whistles on them. And a lot of that stuff can be offered as enhancements to the client's life after the fact. Correct. Like
0: one of those things, for example, would be humidity. Humidity levels very important in the home. Um, humidity has got to be right for our indoor air qualities to work right. Humidity has got to be right for it to feel comfortable and warm in the home. Um, humidity is an important thing. So we often bring up, did you ever consider putting a, a whole house humidifier in your home? Or maybe even the opposite way, dehumidification. It's very damp in their basement. They have a very wet, damp basement. And And I see you've got some bacteria growth around. Did you ever consider putting in a whole house dehumidifier? Um, So we're always looking for areas like that.
1: To enhance the client's life in their home. Right. All right, Steve. So we're wrapping it up here. And I want to ask the question about process again. So you've very clearly walked us through from start to finish, not only your pregame, but your, your entrance and and then moving from one spot to the next spot to the next spot, and then sitting down with the client and everything. It's very systematic in approach. I'm assuming that when you first started, when you got thrown into the truck that first Monday, you probably didn't have such a refined system down. And there's probably a few of our listeners out there who are also struggling to kind of create that um, really good routine for their client interaction, to give them that Disneyland experience, like you said. What would you say to either a brand, new, uh, a brand new tech in the field or somebody who is just kind of struggling a little bit to get that process? What's your advice to them to get into a good routine?
0: Well, d- do your job. Do what you're there to do. Um, and inform the client of what you're doing. Uh, it would be my would be my advice there. Um, do what you're there to do, take care of that client and do, and do your service. Um,
1: and if they were looking for some tips on to how to, you know, not forget something or how to make sure that they, they measure all the stuff that they're supposed to, or, or check all the specs that they're supposed to any advice on how to make sure that they have a good system there well i think it, it it'll come as just consistency
0: um you're pretty much doing the same no opportunities is ever the same we always got different uh, every job's going to be a little different um but consistency on what you do and how you do it um you have a you have a plan there you have a layout you know what you're going to i know what i'm going to do what i'm doing when i get to that home in the order that i'm going to do it and just consistency repetition is, is, uh, and consistency is how you're going to get good at what, what you do.
1: Yeah. And I believe that you have owned that part of the process there, Steve, with a very consistent approach and also consistently good reviews. And we thank you for that. And thank you for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, we can't let you go without having a couple questions here for you at the end. So we want to, we want to jump in with us and, uh, tell us about your first job. My very first job. Yep, the uh, the time when somebody handed you money to do something. Yeah,
0: I think my very first job as a teenager would have been working in a fruit orchard, um, part time after school weekends, and then I actually worked full time for a little while, making I think a, a whopping 180 dollars a week. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what kind so, of fruit? Uh, they did peaches, apples. Um, we did did a little bit of everything, nectarines, um, yeah, plums. We picked plums. We picked a lot of the the, the cherries. So I was out
1: in the, out in the orchard doing the picking. Nice. Which I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being outdoors. All right. I know you do like uh, being outdoors and you are a hunter. So tell us about your dream hunt. Uh, a dream hunt would probably
0: be to go on a hunt out west, Montana, Wyoming, a big game hunt. Um, obviously, I never get out of Pennsylvania, so but I do enjoy my <laughs> Pennsylvania hunting and my archery hunting. But yeah, I would love to go out west sometime, not only on a hunt, but just on a, a tour out on the western yeah. end of
1: the country. That's beautiful. All right. Uh, if you started a charity, what would it be for? Hmm. That's a good question. The Steve Allwine Uh, Foundation sponsoring those who would like to do big game hunts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know how to answer that. If I started a charity, it'd probably be, um, I don't know how to answer. I really like just helping people, um, helping my neighbors, helping friends, um, finding uh, just being there for someone that went through a tragedy. Uh, Like we had a neighbor that had a tree fall through their house here a little while back. And I just left him know I'm there for him and I can get a group from church to come and help and help them. And I think it would be just creating an opportunity that, that there's people there to help them when they're going through a tragedy.
1: I like it. All right. Uh, Local burger joint in town is redoing their menu and they're going to name a burger after you what is on the burger uh
0: (laughs) i like my burgers and i even like a simple burger from from sheets because i can get it loaded the way i want it (laughs) um a good burger is just uh i don't like all the extra sauce i just like the ketchup mayonnaise lettuce onions tomatoes uh, a fully loaded burger all right i think maybe a double cheeseburger at the top of that the
1: steve nice i like it and how's it done Uh, medium medium that's my man all right all right last one for you uh what do you plan on doing when you retire uh i hope to go on some of those hunting trips that we just mentioned there we go out west
0: um and spend a lot of time i have a i'm a new grandpa grandpa to a grandson that turned one yesterday so i look forward to spending some time in the woods in the field and in the streams with my grandson
1: that sounds awesome Great. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast with us today, Steve. Yep. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. If you're interested in learning more about uh, the, the uh, excellent air conditioner tune up or maintenance, uh, we'd be more than happy to sit down and discuss that with you. Uh, we certainly got some tricks of the trade from Steve and how he does his approach. And we'd sure love to do some more uh, training with you and any other questions that you might have around that. If you're looking to join our team or hiring, and we would sure welcome that conversation as well. You can find us on wastenoday.com. You can hit us up in the comments. You can find us on Facebook. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Just like Steve was talking about his process, you too have to have a process, whether it's for air conditioner maintenance or heating maintenance or whatever form of the trade that you are in, you need a process. You also need a process for your life. And that's what this podcast is designed to be. It's designed to give you a system, a tool every Monday To wake up to hear a new podcast to get a new idea to be challenged in some way and we want to encourage you to keep pushing on there is more of you to be found you do have a next level to achieve and so make sure you remember that and also make sure that you remember that every day you have the opportunity to wake up and choose to waste no day. This podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania Branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.